Director Vibe podcast. I'm your host and director of Vibes, Leslie Schultz. I'm an energy projector in human design who's obsessed with nature, an Enneagram 7 who loves spending time alone to recharge, and an energy alignment and mindset coach on a mission to empower you to claim ownership of your energy, mindset, emotions, and thoughts so you can step into your most authentic self and live a life that lights you up. I spent years as a self-proclaimed hustler, never not working in an attempt to validate my self-worth only to find exhaustion and anxiety as my day-to-day reality. Throughout this podcast, I'll share the lessons and insights that I've gained as I shift into a slower pace of life, one where I no longer tie my self-worth to productivity or busyness, a life in which I've chosen to navigate with intent, flow, mindfulness, and ease. I have a lot of deep life lessons, struggles, and triumphs to share with you. I'm here to tell it like it is with full vulnerability and heartfelt honesty. So whether you're looking to boost your mindset, tap into a more vibrant energy, discover tools to raise your vibration, or learn how to step out of your comfort zone to experience true growth, this podcast is designed for you. I'm so grateful you've taken this time to join me today. Let's dive in and direct your vibe. Today I want to talk to you about the single most important aspect of stepping into your most authentic self and creating a life that you truly feel lit the fuck up about. self Awareness. It is the most expansive and life-changing skill we can possibly develop. In fact, self-awareness is your superpower. You wouldn't deny yourself the ability to fly or become invisible or get super strength if it was available to you, would you? Of course not. So before we get into the details of what self-awareness is all about and how the heck we cultivate it, let me expand on why it's so freaking important and powerful. First of all, when you truly know who you are to the depths of your soul, you feel more fulfilled, connected, and totally integrated. You'll get more access to your power, your strengths, your talents, passions, ideas, gifts, and intuitions as we uncover and gain awareness of these deep layers of ourselves. We get to ask the important questions like, what do I really want in this one life I'm living? What feels right to one person doesn't mean it makes you wrong for disagreeing. That's the beauty of individuality. We get to decide what is true, what feels right, and what is best for us as individuals. This feels especially important as the world begins to open back up and we rebuild a new normal for our lives. There's so many of us that are discovering the world we once lived in, it doesn't actually suit us. It didn't make us feel alive or light us up. So what do you want to do as you rebuild this time around? There are endless podcasts, books, courses, workshops, and retreats you can go to in order to tap into your potential and get to know yourself better, but discovering and understanding who you truly are is far more complex. Even with all the detail I'm here to provide you with today, it will never come close to capturing all the different layers and nuances, the fullness of your experiences that make you the beautiful and multifaceted individual that you are. As you continue to grow and develop deeper self-awareness, you'll start to see more of your true self come through. It's going to be revealing, daunting, exhilarating, and, well, at some point, you'll feel like a totally new person. For me, I know that when I first started doing this work and cultivating my own self-awareness, there was definitely a point when I looked back and did not even recognize the version of myself I was beforehand. It felt confusing. I was completely lost until I realized I'm still the same person. I've just become more of who I am, which is a totally natural part of growth and evolution and a beautiful process we get to go through. 
I recently decided to further invest my time and energy in this deepening my self-awareness. There's always new layers to uncover. So I signed up for a super in-depth course with one of my favorite spiritual mentors, Amanda Bucci. She released a new course this year aptly called Self-Awareness is Your Superpower, and I'll be sharing a lot of what I learned from that course with you here today. That's the exciting ripple effect that gets to happen when we invest in ourselves and when we, when we invest in our growth. We get to integrate the lessons and then share it on our platforms like I get to do here with you today. So if you're here, I'm guessing you're ready to see more of who you are, hold space and understanding for yourself, and really step into the infinite being that you are, one that has multitudes and infinite power within. I am so excited to guide you on your first steps of expanding your sense of self. This is such an exciting journey. Ultimately, though, this work is up to you. While it may seem daunting at first, it gets to be fun if you choose to hold that perspective. All right, so let's get started. Self-awareness is a skill like any other that we get to sharpen daily with different rituals and exercises. It's one where we get to know ourselves better by paying close attention to the way we recognize and manage our thoughts, emotions, actions, and overall energy. To understand it a bit deeper, I'm going to break self-awareness down into three main pillars. The first pillar is self-assessment, where we get to see our strengths, our weaknesses, and our limits from an unbiased point of view. When we notice something that we don't like about ourselves, for example, we tend to have this natural reaction of either defending ourselves or making excuses for why we are the way we are. We place blame on a person or situation outside of ourselves instead of taking responsibility for our own actions for our own reality, and putting in the work to start to shift. Through self-awareness and radical responsibility, we can begin to see our weaknesses or limits as opportunities to improve. We can't improve, however, until we acknowledge those limits, meet ourselves where we are in the moment, and begin to take steps from that place. Core drivers or sources of motivation play a huge part in all of this self-assessment and radical responsibility. You see, as humans, we all have our basic core drivers that we all need in order to thrive. These are different for you than they are for me because, once again, we are individuals. We have our own multifaceted things that make us up to be who, the, who we are. And for example, someone may want to start a podcast like this show because that's what everyone else is doing. If they look at what would be driving them to maintain it from week to week, and the only thing on the list of why they're doing it is because they feel obligated to and they started it so now they have to keep it going, that podcast is going to become more of an energy suck than an inspiration. And if the core driver behind the podcast is instead a sense of connection, a sense of being of service as it is here for me, then there's always inspiration to turn to and it never feels like an obligation that you have to show up for. Do you feel how that energy is different and how noticing that can change the way that you make decisions? That's because motivation is closely linked to emotions, which means we mostly make decisions based on how we'd like to feel or how we think it's going to make us feel. Every decision you make or don't make has an underlying reason. Becoming more conscious of these reasons is so powerful and expansive. In short, when you know who you are, you know what drives you, decision making becomes easy. It doesn't take effort or time, you just know. 
Another example for you, when I was caught up in my never not working hustle mentality, it's because I was making decisions based off core drivers that were not actually true for me. I didn't have the tools or the understanding to really know what truly inspires me, what lights me up and drives me in life. So I set myself up for burnout and constant need to be busy because I was driving myself with the wrong ideas in mind. I became disconnected from the work I was doing because I wasn't connected to an authentic reason for doing it. After doing this work and diving into self-awareness and, you know, self-assessment even, I realized my core drivers include freedom, authenticity, impact, financial stability, growth, and quality of life. And now those are the driving forces behind every single decision I make. I want to invite you to spend some time considering what four to six core drivers feel the most true for you. What is really truly at the core of motivation in things that you do? And then use those core drivers to evaluate your life as it stands today. Meet yourself where you are and make shifts from there. All right, moving on to the second pillar, which I think might be one of the most important places to focus, and that's emotional intelligence. Being able to recognize your emotions, recognize the patterns in which you're processing them, both healthy and unhealthy, recognizing them without judgment. Once again, we're just assessing, we're noticing, and that is the place we meet ourselves and hold space for ourselves and move forward. And from there, really understanding how to feel your feelings so that you can release them and actually heal and move on from situations. Another big piece of this is noticing how your emotions, once you recognize them, noticing how they're affecting you and those around you. I can tell you as an incredibly emotional person, I used to make my emotions everyone else's problem. I didn't know I was doing this, but when I was having a bad day, so was everyone around me until I became aware of this. With the tools to feel, process, and heal my own feelings on my own, I'm able to A, recognize all of this, hold space for myself, and then B, communicate to the people in my life how I'm feeling and what I need. I've found that, especially in relationships, a lot of disagreements can happen when emotions are shared without clarity on what is needed. Do you just want to be held? Do you want a solution to a problem? Or do you just want to be heard? Once I knew how to understand for myself first what I needed and then communicate it, there was no reason to fight or to allow my feelings to affect other people. I hope that you find that helpful because it was a big aha moment for me and I wanted to share it with you today. The third pillar to self-awareness is self-confidence because ultimately, Cultivating self-awareness through the two pillars we just discussed, self-assessment and emotional intelligence, will naturally build this third pillar of confidence within you. Confidence that is so strong that your self-worth is not shaken by circumstances outside of you. You are worthy because you are. You are whole as you are because you are being completely you. And from there, you're able to become more honest more driven and stable as a whole. And that is a beautiful thing. And that is why self-awareness is your superpower. I've never been the best at giving 
but I certainly needed that little music break with my good friend and past guest Jeremy Parsons to keep my energy flowing. I hope you enjoy these musical breaks in the podcast as much as I enjoy sharing these jams with you. All right, now I'm going to provide you with five powerful tools to help you cultivate self-awareness so you can walk away from this episode with tangible steps to become your most authentic self and truly create a life that you feel lit the fuck up about. That is my goal for you here today. Many of these tools were provided to me in the self-awareness course that I led myself through with the guidance of my favorite spiritual mentor, Amanda Bucci. If you want to take this further than I am going to be explaining today, I highly recommend her self-awareness course. Okay, here's your five tools to move forward with after this podcast episode. First up, become curious about who you are and the life experiences that have shaped you. In the self-awareness course that I mentioned with Amanda Bucci, she has us go through and write out a personal history timeline where basically you take a piece of paper, turn it horizontal, draw a line through the middle, and then start making hash marks vertically. And basically you're going to make a timeline of all the big changes that happen in your life anytime that you felt really low, anytime you felt really high, and start to take notice of patterns and huge life lessons that shaped you to have the beliefs that you have, to perhaps create the core drivers that motivate you the most. All of these things that have happened in your life are the experiences that are unique to you that have shaped who you are. And of course you know what they are, but when you put it all on a piece of paper and you really look at the timeline and you start to notice, okay, what are the patterns? What are some of the biggest life lessons that happened to me? Oh, wow, all of these lessons made me believe X, Y, Z. And now when you notice those things, you get to kind of reassess them and ask yourself, is this still true for me? Do I still believe this belief that I created? For example... I'll do a little bit of a vulnerable one for you. Some of the biggest low moments of my life happened to be around breakups. And I started to notice that pattern as I did my own timeline. And I noticed that over and over and over, I was building up this belief that I was not going to find a lasting relationship or someone that I could trust because look at all of this evidence that I have stacked over time that I have been cheated on, I have been lied to, I have this and that and that has happened and they always leave me at this super low point so that's just the way it is. But then I got to look at that and say, do I want that to be true? Fuck no. So I get to choose new and rebuild that belief and rebuild how I look at things. That is just one small example, but hopefully that helps you to understand how this um, getting curious about your past and your history timeline, the lessons, how you can start to pull that all together in a way that shows you the beliefs and the patterns that you've created. And if you want to, meet yourself where you are there and choose different. All right, number two, journal your freaking heart out. I love this one. Love this one. And I think you already know I'm a huge fan of journaling, but let's talk about some of the benefits before I give you some examples. First of all, 
It is the number one tool that I have to help me clear my mind. It can release blocks and help you move towards greater creativity. You can start to really see the inner workings of your mind when you journal and process any overwhelming emotions in like a safe container. And now I do want to let you know that I'm aware a blank page can be really daunting, especially if you don't know where to begin. Okay, cool. I got this pretty journal and now I'm just staring at it. And what do I do? <laughs> totally been there. So let's talk about a few different types of journaling that you can practice to start to begin some self-discovery. My go-to every single freaking day for like maybe six months now has been morning pages where I literally write out stream of consciousness, what ever is in my brain, I write out three pages first thing in the morning before I look at my phone, before, literally before I do anything except have some coffee. I sit with my morning coffee wherever I am, whether I'm traveling, I'm on a boat, I'm in a camper, I'm on my friend's couch, I am writing out my morning pages. And for me, it untangles my mind and allows me to just unpack whatever is feeling heavy in my brain. And sometimes there's not really a lot going on and Whatever I'm writing is kind of nonsense, but that's not the point. It's just to get it out. Second thing is doing some sort of evening gratitude practice. If you can spend five minutes before you go to bed each evening and start to stack up some evidence of all that you have to be grateful for, you're going to start to notice some really wonderful things in your life, and that's going to lead to more self-discovery and self-awareness. Another great uh, journaling practice is to write out the lessons from the day or the week and just really unpack what you have learned. Maybe some tough situations happened, but what are some silver linings? What are some lessons in it? Another really great practice is to write out your manifestations. I'm a huge believer in not only owning what it is you want to create, but writing it out as if it's already happened so that you can start to feel into the vibration of what you're trying to call in and become an energetic match for it. And in doing so, you can really uncover the blocks that are, are keeping you from getting what you actually want. This could be like a whole nother podcast episode that I feel coming, but I'll leave it at that for now. And last but not least, a really great journaling practice that came from the self-awareness course that I took with Amanda Bucci is doing a self-awareness and life audit. So what this means is there's two questions that you ask and you can do this within your relationships, career, your life, health, growth, education, whatever feels right to you. Ask yourself, what is working in my life right now? And second, what feels challenging and how can I shift that? And going through each little aspect of your life with these two questions can be really powerful and very transformative. Highly recommend. All right, tool number three, find your bliss. This is all about doing more of what lights you up. We often think we're so busy, we don't have time to go do the thing that's actually going to bring you so much joy that you'd be 10 times more productive and whatever you're busy with is going to get done faster because you're lit up and excited and your energy is just on top of the world. <laughs> All right, so within that, I want to encourage you to try new things. I want to encourage you to just be, like slow down and spend time by yourself doing absolutely nothing 
and just find bliss in that even if it's five minutes. You have five minutes. I guarantee that. Number four is a very important one, which is all about embodiment. And what that means is truly connecting to your body. We spend so much of our time in our heads, overthinking things, trying to make a decision, trying to try and try and try and try and try and thinking, right? All the time, we're always in our heads. And what happens when we move into our body is our body then gets to guide us. There is so much knowledge and intuition and awareness already within us, but we don't know how to activate it. So some really helpful ways that I do that is a daily movement practice, whether it's yoga or cardio or exercise. But even that side of embodiment can still sort of be like your brain has to think about what your body needs to do. And one of the most powerful tools that I got from the self-awareness course I've been mentioning is this idea of somatic movement. Really just like natural movement. It's like basically dancing without any choreography. Letting your body tell you how it needs to move, not being worried about how it looks or whatever. No one needs to see this. But when you do that and you let the body decide first, oh my God, just the things that have come up for me when doing this have been life-changing. And I will just admit to you right now that I need to do more of it. So I highly recommend it. Look up somatic movements. You could probably find a YouTube video if you need some guidance on this. But really all it is is just letting your body move. Just doing what it needs to do. Stretching. Whatever. Alright. Last but not least, to wrap up these tools is a really special one that I hope you're already doing in life. And if you're here with me today, you probably are. But I'm going to say it anyways. And it is to appreciate the little things in your life more. We talked about a daily gratitude practice, but what about things like complimenting yourself? When's the last time you complimented yourself or told yourself how good of a job you're doing? Just do that right now. Celebrate the heck out of yourself. I don't care if you're not where you think you should be. Like, Look how far you've come. If you did that exercise earlier and you looked at your timeline, I hope that you noticed all of the amazing things that you've done in your life because I can guarantee there is far more than you're giving yourself credit for. Now, you already know, I'm always going to keep it real with you here. Getting your shit together, tapping into radical self-awareness like we're talking about here, it requires a new level of honesty and vulnerability. There is nothing easy about realizing that you're the one that's been holding you back this whole time. But there is so much power in admitting it, holding space for yourself, meeting yourself where you're at, and deciding to change course. With a deep sense of self-awareness, you can shift your energy around and you can take your power back and you can choose your own reality. Just keep learning, keep growing, know that perfection is never the goal, keep your vibes high, and we'll talk soon. Mm -hmm.